The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by nobody this week. Yeah, that's right. You heard right. Jim's not here this week. And you want to know why we know Jim's not here this week? Because this episode is late. This was supposed to come out last week. However, Jim decided he wanted to go and explore the dark corners of Alaska and leave the responsibility of recording an episode making sure I had it edited and released on time to me. And unfortunately, I have like a trillion other things that I do, uh, not just this show. I have a whole lot of other podcasts I'm part of, uh, as well as producing other projects that it completely slipped my mind. It came all the way down to today where I was just like, holy cow, I didn't release our episode. So what we're going to do is I'm going to record one. I'm hopefully going to get it out this Wednesday uh, just in time for our regular drop. But then I'm also going to record another episode to put out Friday that will kind of make up for the fact that we didn't have one last week and, and kind of give you guys an extra something to listen to. So what is it that I'm going to record? What am I going to do while Jim's out of town? Well, you know, I had to rack my brain for a minute because I was I didn't know what I wanted to do. Initially, I was going to have somebody come on as a guest, watch a movie, talk about it the way Jim and I do. But then I thought, nah, I don't think I want to do that. I think I'll, what I'll do is stick to a list episode. Those are typically easier to record. And, uh, you know, I have some things I want to say about certain things. So what did I want to do a list about? Well, if you know me or you've been listening to me for a long time, you know I love the 90s. I love 90s culture. I grew up during that time. And I absolutely love 90s horror as much as I love 80s horror. So I decided what I was going to do was list off five movies that, in my opinion, are underrated when discussions of 90s horror comes up. So these are five underrated 90s horror films. Again, in my opinion, this is not a top five. This is not a definitive list and definitely not the list of an expert. So if I name something that you think is not underrated, it's all gravy. All right, so let's get right into this. I'm going to kick it off with number five, The Faculty. No more pencils, no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks. The students at Harrington High have always suspected their teachers were from another planet. Is this going to be on the test? This is the test. This time, they're right. Now, these six students won't just question authority, they'll have to destroy it. Critics are calling it hip and scary. A thrilling ride from beginning to end. The Faculty. Please report to the principal's office. 
Now, The Faculty comes out just a couple of years after the original Scream. However, the script had been floating around for many years before that. Um, and it only got picked up because of the popularity of Scream. So what they did, they wanted to rush this into production to put out another one of these kinds of movies that was going to take advantage of the resurgence uh, in popularity of these teen slasher genre films. And this movie was just like a lot of the other movies that came out right after Scream. It took advantage of the kind of younger, a little bit more popular, hotter uh, Hollywood actors and actresses. Like when you see these films that came out, these ensemble casts are like the who's who of who was popular at that time. Uh, and this one is, is is no different. We have Josh Hartnett in this film, Elijah Wood, Clea Duvall, Jordana Brewster, um, Famke Jensen's in this, Robert Patrick. I mean, they're older, but they're still popular. Usher was in this. That was a big deal, too, that Usher was in it at the time. Sean Hattesey, Salma Hayek was in the film, John Stewart, and Christopher McDonald. Now, this film is an absolute just fun roller coaster of a ride. Now there's a lot of scary horrific moments in this movie. However, it does lean more towards the sci-fi realm as the idea behind this film is that this is a high school that's being overtaken by aliens and those aliens are taking the form of teachers, coaches, counselors, basically the faculty. And so a bunch of these high school kids have to survive and basically kill off and fight off these aliens um, from invading their town. But yeah, to me, this is an underrated film for 90s horror because it doesn't usually come up in conversation when you're talking about the 90s kind of resurgence in, in, in teen horror films. You know, it's it was more you're always talking about Scream. You're talking about, you know, I know what you did last summer. Those films are the ones that come up immediately. It's rare that somebody jumps up and says, hey, what about the faculty? Uh, but really, they should go back and watch it. Guarantee you're going to have a good time. I think something's taking over our school. The body's now just as a story somebody made up, Dingus. It's located in the fiction section of the line. Yeah, so is Schiller's list. Look, all fiction is based on some truth, right? What does Miss Berg teach us in English 101? Write what you know. How do we know this writer guy? Jack Finnick. Didn't encounter aliens in his high school, which led him to write a book about an alien invasion. Your conspiracy theory is flawed. How so? Well, Jack Finney's The Body Snatchers is a blatant ripoff of The Puppet Masters by Robert Heinlein, so you can completely disregard that entire work. Whatever. The point is, they're here, they've been here, and they're... Now, it's on to number four. And number four, we talked about uh, this past October on our 31 Days of Halloween and um, again, for me, it is an underrated film as it's rarely ever brought up when 90s horror is discussed. I'm talking about Stir of Echoes. Oh, I saw a guy who got a two-inch needle stuck into his arm while he was under hypnosis, didn't feel king. Okay, Kreskin, prove it. <clears throat> Hypnotize somebody. Yeah, do me. No. Come on. What's the worst that can happen? Close your eyes. Close your eyes. I know that song. Are you okay? What the hell did she do to me? I see a red door and I want He hasn't gone to work. He sleeps like 12 hours a night. Why are you digging? The man's switch got flipped. He's a receiver now. She's taking him away. She was here. What's the problem? Turn the heads and quickly look away Like a newborn baby It just happens every day Don't be afraid of the daddy 
Now, technically came out in 1999, uh, September of 1999, and it was a month after The Sixth Sense. So America was already caught up in this whole little kid seeing dead people thing. And the opening of this movie kind of brings us right back there. There's this familiarity in that we've already kind of seen this thing with little kids looking at at ghosts and talking to ghosts or the idea that people who kind of died unexpectedly or, you know, their lives were taken from them. We see we see from the afterlife, they try to get people in the real world to uncover these wrongs and, and, you know, solve these 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 crimes. So that's what you're getting with this film. And I talked about it a lot on on the 31 Days of Halloween episode, but this is one of my favorite films from the 90s, uh, even though it's late 90s. I just remember just being blown away with how good the film was. I just liked the writing. I felt like it was concise. It was quick. There was, there's not any kind of wasted energy in this film. Do you know what I mean? There's a it's, it, it flows quickly. Um, there's a lot of creep factors. There's a lot at the beginning where it's scary in terms of uh, of maybe ghostly horror, paranormal horror, and then it turns kind of into this murder mystery that unfolds. Uh, you know, and you don't realize it's it's a murder mystery until towards the very end. It's a great, great film in my eyes, and I always think it's one of these underrated ones because it doesn't ever get talked about when we talk about horror films. So Stir of Echoes is another one of my underrated films. If you've never seen it, check it out. Trust me. You will not be sorry if you've seen it, but you haven't seen it in a long time. Go back and watch it. It's just as good as you remember. Close your eyes. Certainly, Lisa. Now, just listen for a moment. Listen to the sounds of the room around you. Now, I want you to pretend you're in a theater, a movie theater. one of those great old movie palaces and you look around it's a huge empty theater you notice that the walls of the theater are painted in black the seats covered in black and in the whole pitch black theater there's only one thing you can see and that's the white screen Notice there are letters on the screen, tall, thick, black letters, but they're out of focus, so you begin to drift closer to them in your chair, trying to read them. And you're very comfortable now. It's your favorite chair. You're drifting closer and closer, staring at the letters. Very relaxed now. Your legs are relaxed. Your arms are limp and heavy. You're almost close enough to read the letters now. They start to come into focus. The letters spell sleep. Sleep. Let's do this. Let's hit into number three. And number three, one of the more underrated films um, when talked about in this series of films uh, and in the catalog of Wes Craven is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Nightmares come in different forms at different times. 
for different reasons. Now, Wes Craven, the man that knows them better than anyone, is bringing you something new. until we know what's causing these episodes, Ms. Langenkamp. I'm sure you understand. Again, if you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about this in passing. You've heard me bring it up before, but I love New Nightmare. This film came out before Scream, and this was Wes Craven doing the whole Scream thing before Scream was anything. This was him talking meta. This was us focusing on actors and, and people making films and how they are aware of horror and the horror genre and, and the tropes of horror and they're aware of the creatures that are out there and then those creatures actually have an impact on their real life. So the idea behind this one is they had killed off Freddy in the series and all that stuff had been done in all the Nightmare series and this time they decided they were going to do a film where they're going to bring Freddy back. However, what we're watching is them making that film. So we see Wes Craven as Wes Craven. You know, we see uh, Heather Langenkamp as Heather Langenkamp. Robert England as Robert England. Um, we see them playing themselves. John Saxon plays himself. And we see them discussing the character of Freddy. Now, this is where it gets crazy. The character from a movie now comes into the real world. How do they deal with that? And that's what this movie is. And I remember just, be again, at that time being blown away with how meta it was and Nowadays, when you talk about horror, right, we talk about we do talk about Freddy and Jason. But a lot of times when you're talking Freddy and Jason, you're bringing up the first one, obviously, because it's the, the trendsetter. It's the one that kicks it off. But all the time, most of the time, people are talking about Dream Warriors, right? Like that's one of the, the, the kind of pinnacles of of the series of the franchise. But yeah, this is a movie that definitely you're going it, to, it's, it's, for me, it's underrated. You don't really talk about it as much. And, it, and if you ask me, it's one of these movies that when it came out, it kind of set the tone for what was going to come with horror, right? What was going to come up in the next couple of years, this new revolution in the slasher genre. I feel like this kind of started to set the tone. This was kind of the thing that, you know, as that door was closing on the slasher genre, this was what put the foot in the door and stopped it from closing completely. And gave Wes Craven that kind of, I don't know, maybe gave him this this little thing of saying, hey, like, I, I kind of want to keep doing something like this. And then when Scream came along, the rest was history. So for me, a New Nightmare, one of the more underrated films of the 90s. Dylan! Oh, I'm sorry. What happened to you? Are you all right? I'm fine. Have you seen Dylan? Take it, take it easy. Take it easy. Relax. He's right there. What happened? 
Oh, Dylan. <laughs> What's going on, Heather? What in the world happened? I know how Chase really died. What do you mean? Fred Krueger did it. Yeah, sure. You saw him, didn't you? Coming for you. Nancy, let's go outside. Dylan. He'll be all right. No, I'll be right back. Why are you calling me Nancy, John? Why are you calling me John? And after that, we're going to check out number two. My number two, we were just talking about this franchise. My number two is Scream 2. Sydney, remember me? What do you want? It's time, girlfriend. Don't you know history repeats itself? Last night, two college students were brutally murdered. Police are everywhere. The girl was stabbed seven times. Ouch! Hi, Gail Weathers, author of The Woodsboro Murders. She's an opportunist. Be kind, she saved our lives. Yeah, I know, I read all about it in the book. I can't wait to see the movie. supposed to do if there is some freaked out psycho they're probably already in your life okay, so you just want to sit here and, and wait to see who drops next the way i see it someone's out to make a sequel so it's our job to observe the rules of the sequel number one the body count is always bigger number two the death scenes are always much more elaborate how do we find the killer randy that's what i want to know well let's look at the suspects anything am i it's him he can see us do you want to die tonight is that the best you can do why not set your goals higher huh you want to be one of the big boys manson bundy oj favorite scary movie showgirls absolutely frightening now i know i know i know i know i know i know i talk about scream all the time talk about how much i love this franchise and is it really underrated no but i feel like scream 2 the film itself is an underrated film in the series right we always talk about one and rightfully so. Again, being that kind of 
resurgence, that kind of injection of, of excitement once again for this genre, Scream deserves to be the one that you're talking about when it comes to 90s horror, right? But for me, I did enjoy Scream 2 a lot, and I felt like this is a movie that, if we're going to talk about it, it, it stands right up there with the first one, you know? It, it takes Sydney out of her hometown and brings her to college, so we're out of the familiar setting, which, and a lot of times when you see sequels to horror films, that's typically the route you're going to go, right? Unless you're doing like Halloween 2, which takes place the next day with Jamie Lee Curtis in a hospital, you know. But the idea here is we remove her from the surroundings where she she was put in danger, um, the world that that came from, right? Like the idea that her mom um, had the affair and the whole thing with Cotton Weary and the students from that town, that was what that was all about. Bringing Sydney to college was supposed to kind of bring us a whole new kind of cast of characters. And as we all know, you know, she can't leave her past behind. So for me, the reason this is underrated is because this kind of takes the the meta aspect of the original Scream and kicks it up a notch, right? It says, hey, yes, we are very aware of movies, but because we're very aware of these movies and we're very savvy, we understand how the sequels themselves work, right? And so that's the beauty behind Scream and Scream 2 being this kind of one-upmanship, right? Overall, man, for me, I love the film. It's a fun time. And uh, again, you're probably screaming at whatever listening device you're listening to going, Scream 2 is not underrated. For me, it is. Anytime I talk about the 90s horror, I talk about Scream, and I don't talk about Scream 2 enough. And I rarely hear it brought up in, in the same conversations. So Scream 2, it is. Okay, so what do you want to do, Bonehead? You just want to sit here and wait and see who drops next? Well, I don't know. Bonehead. Gail's not here. I'm not interrupting anything, am I? You three look deep in thought. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? <laughs> it's him. <laughs> Who? The killer. He can see us. Just keep him on the phone. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Just keep him talking. Come on, Gail. Uh, what are we doing? Hi. Look for somebody so, uh, with a cell phone. What's your favorite scary movie? They'll never find me. Yeah, what do you care? Let them have their fun. So, uh, what's up? What's your favorite scary movie? Showgirls. Absolutely frightening. What's yours? Oh, Sorry. What's your problem? Wait, let me guess. A house in Sorority Row, doing the trip blood, Splatter University, graduation day. All right, on exam. to my number one. Am I close? So like Stir of Echoes, how I felt, uh, it's so late. Do you really call that 90s because it was 99? Typically 1990, you're still seeing a lot of influence from the 80s. So there's a still flavors of the 80s that make you feel like, is this a true 90s film, right? Um, I feel like this movie does fit the bill in 1990, November of 1990. A movie by Rob Reiner came out based on a book by Stephen King. It was a film that introduced the world to Annie Wilkes. I'm talking about Misery. You almost died. You have a compound fracture of the tibia in both legs and the fibula in the right leg is fractured too. And as soon as the roads open, I'll take you to a hospital. Meantime, you've got a lot of recovering to do. There is nothing to worry about. You're gonna be just fine. I'm your number one fan. 
My name is Annie Wilkes. I think one of my clients, Paul Sheldon, might be in some kind of trouble. You mean Paul Sheldon, the writer? Well, everybody sure likes those misery books. They had it at the store, Paul. They said he checked out last Tuesday. Isn't that a little strange? I guess it was kind of a miracle you finding me. In a way, I was following you. You were following me? Oh, Paul, I've read everything of yours, but the misery novels. You must be a good man, or you could never have created such a wondrous, loving creature as Misery Chastain. Very kind. The presumption must now be that Paul Sheldon is dead. You dirty bird. How could you? Misery Chastain cannot be dead. Misery spirit is still alive. I don't want her spirit! I want her! And you murdered her! You don't think he's dead, do you? And don't even think about anybody coming for you because I never called them. Nobody knows you're here. And you better hope nothing happens to me. Because if I die, you die. I know you've been out. Is this what you're looking for? Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being here. Annie, whatever you're thinking about doing, please don't do it. Annie, for God's sake. Shh, darling. Trust me. God's sake. It's for the best. God, I love you. Now, you want to talk about a film that rarely gets brought up in 90s horror conversations? misery right like who talk if you're talking with your friends and you're talking about the horror movies that come out in the 90s trust me you're talking scream you're talking i know what you did last summer candy man right maybe even maybe even child's play two or three but you're not bringing up misery and if you say you are i'm not calling you a liar but i mean come on man are you really saying misery listen for me this is a film that is absolutely terrifying Right. The idea that a novelist gets in a car accident uh, to the point where he has injuries where he can't walk and he's is very hurt. And the chances that when he's he, when he's being saved, it's the woman who is, in her eyes, his biggest fan. Right. And not only is she his biggest fan, she's also a little off. She decides she's going to take him home. She's going to bring him back to health. And she, you know, this person she loves so much, she is going to be the one that's going to take care. She's going to Florence Nightingale him, right? Now, here's the thing. She loves him so much because he writes a series of books about a specific character that in her mind is like, this is the character of, of the century. Like, there's no better character. There's no better stories. And while in her care... Uh, he has a brand new book that's released and she's super excited to read it, right? And when she's reading it, she's taking care of him. He knows she's a little off. He kind of wants to, you know, get out and, and, and head to a hospital. She explains that she can't with the way the weather is. It's not happening. But, you know, she's happy to have him. And, and while he's there mending, she'll take care of him. And she's excited to read his new book and she'll tell, talk to him about it as she goes. Until she finds out that in the new book, he's killing off her favorite character, and that's where it goes south. This is when she loses it. She goes absolutely apeshit on him. And at times, when I say apeshit, it's not even like, 
she she's like you know forcibly crazy all over it's 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 like she there are moments where there's dead it's like dead silent and it's just a look from her and that look is so evil it, it it's insane dude it's, it it chills you right to the bone but there are times when she flies off the handle and this movie has one of those scenes that is typically referenced as a very horrific scene in horror um and everybody knows the scene I'm talking about if you've seen this or if you've read the book it's where she hobbles uh, the character, uh, the uh, character that James Conn plays, and literally snaps his his ankle with a sledgehammer. Um, I remember it being just very shocking when I saw it, and uh, you know, again, terrifying, terrifying, just knowing that somebody can hold you against your will that way, and no matter what you do, you can't get out, and if you try, you get in the end of that sledgehammer. And what a performance by Kathy Bates, right? Let's let's not let, let's not overlook that. Kathy Bates, this performance is where she kind of skyrocketed to to you know into the higher atmosphere of Hollywood, where she was kind of more known and started getting better roles. After she played uh, Annie Wilkes, it was like you saw Kathy Bates everywhere, and it was kind of weird too seeing her in roles where she wasn't maniacal (laughs) you know what i mean and that's how good of an actress she was is that she gave uh annie wilkes life in and one of the more terrifying characters in horror uh but one of the more underrated horror films of the 90s that's misery i'm your number one fan there is nothing to worry about you're gonna be just fine i'll take good care of you i'm your number one fan We're just outside Silver Creek. How long? You've been here two days. You're gonna be okay. My name is Annie Wilkes. I'm number one fan. (laughs) Yes, that's right. I'm also a nurse. Here, take these. So there you have it. That's my five underrated 90s horror films. Again, it's my opinion. It doesn't mean that I'm right. doesn't mean that you're wrong. Um, But if you agree, let me know. Jump onto our social media. Head over to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Look up Out of the Shadows Podcast or OOTS Pod. You'll find us by looking up one of those. Uh, make sure you follow us, comment, interact with us, let us know how you, what you're thinking. You know what? Call me out. Call me out for being late this week. I need that. I need you guys to be like, hey, you cannot be late. Make sure you get that shit out on time. Um, other than that, look, we, appre- we do appreciate you guys listening to us every week. Like I said, I got another episode in the bag coming for you Friday. So, oh God, I hope this is coming out Wednesday. Uh, Friday, listen to it Friday. And then next Wednesday, we'll be back with Jim and uh, talking horror films. And I, oh my God, we're jumping into 1985. Oh, I cannot wait. The Company of Wolves. So anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun talking this stuff. I'm Chris Chavez. I've been your host through this nonsense. And um, until Jim gets back, remember, keep your eye on the shadows.